0: So, uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us for another week of Beer Bullshit with Jason and Corey McGee. We are fucking stoked tonight. We're set up here at the Working Class in Timmins. Heart of Gold Fest is in full swing. Tonight is night four, and we're getting geared up for the full blast, Harbor... I don't know if uh, they keep uh, taking Rydell off the. No, they are not here tonight. So <laughs> so uh, I, I apparently will, it was, have to it, cut was this out. it was too far. It's too far. Yeah, jeez. Talk to these guys <laughs> <laughs> and uh, local favorites, our buddies, all the wasted years. So uh, we're pretty stoked to ha- to be hanging out with Ian and Darren, Darren from the Full Blast. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Yeah, very good. You guys stoked to be in Timmins?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, so yeah. you've been here before. I've been here before, yeah. Oh, yeah? When yeah. was this? Uh, after the band broke up, I toured for a little while with Monine, and we came through here. I can't remember oh, what man. tour was. I think it might have been with Under Oath, but uh, I could be mixing those up. That would have been North Bay. Anyway, I've definitely been to Timmins before. I oh, right being, yeah. on. Yeah, so. it's nice
2: for us to be to Timmins here today because, like, I mean, back home, it's brutal. So we, really? you know, we we leave the pouring rain and get on a flight and we land in sunny Timmins, and, you know, we're all out there in t shirts today. And so it's, I mean, we're, we're happy to be here, I think, you know? Yeah, I saw the post, of you guys coming in and you all had your jackets on and looked, you know, kind,
0: kind of like you had just left a bunch of gray and now you get here in sunny Timmins. You're
1: prepared for the worst, to be honest. Timmins in March is a, it's a, it's a you roll never of know, you never know it. All. You, yeah. you
0: absolutely yeah. Never know. No, we were uh, we we just got out of like a really bad cold spell, so it's nice to start to get some uh, some sunny weather for our visitors here.
2: Yeah, nice. And we get all the brown you know the brown snow. This is that yeah. that part of the year, and we get it back home too. But it's it's the nice part of the winter, I guess. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so uh,
0: I've been blasting Attack Sustain Decay for the past few weeks like like crazy it's insane cool man no it's it's such a great album like a lot of fast stuff uh, a lot of big melodic heavy choruses uh you know i i've been really really excited about this this album and uh, like i have to confess i've been uh, pretty i'm a late to the party when it comes to to full blast but uh I, I i just find that the the ep that you guys put together is just amazing and i i wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about it because i did Go back and check out you know the stuff from from 2006 and uh, to 2004. Right, was your your uh, initial offering, I guess. And uh, you can definitely hear a real maturity difference from 2006 to 2017. And I guess
1: a decade will do that to somebody, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it's we're all the same dudes, really. And I think that like the heart of what we do is is, is the same. But I think that you know. When we when we set out to do this, and I think Darren could probably speak to it a little better than I can because he and Dar- he and Andy were sort of the driving forces behind it. But we just wanted to do something like a little bit more simple, a little bit more straightforward, without losing the the DNA of what our band is about.
2: I think part of the difference, too, between this record and the last records was the time we took to do it. I mean, I know when we did short control bursts, you know, we sort of had this label pressure to get the record out. And, and we had a few practices scheduled and we wrote a lot of things last minute kind of in the studio. And, you know, and we're proud of that record as well. But, it, but at the same time, it was, it was something that we didn't quite take the same time, you know, to, to, to cultivate, if you will. Right, okay. and so when we did, went to attack sustain decay, you know, Andy and I sat down. We had a lot of ideas, and, and we had that opportunity. You know, there was no pressure. You know. Uh, when it if it was bullshit it was bullshit we're like yeah. oh, you know that riff was shit or you know this that that's, that doesn't fit where we wanted it to do and we tried to really be as concise as we we could with this record so you know if you can see that in the in the music and, and yourself as a listener like oh, that's really cool man no absolutely you you can definitely hear the the difference in, and i mean it's a great
0: sounding record it's uh, and and you can tell the the difference even in the production approaches yeah i mean from, that's
1: i think that's that's a couple things it's like it's years on. I would say that the studio that we did, Attack, Sustain, Decay in, is, is no sort of better or, or nicer or, or you know, different sounding than where we did uh, Short Control bursts. But it's just sort of like having 10 years of experience in those sort of smaller studio spaces. Derek Hoffman, who produced the record, uh, did a really phenomenal job. And the funny thing, funny thing is, actually, the guy that did Short Control bursts for us, uh, Murray Daigle, um, Derek who produced our new record, mm-hmm. um, He his band went to, to Murray uh, around the same time as our band did, like, sort of back in the day. So he sort of was familiar with Murray's production and sort of the things that we liked about Short Control Burst and things we didn't like about Short Control Burst. And um, that's, I think, you know, he's really able to bring that, like, Quality and uh, you know a production to to the new. To oh yeah,
2: movie. I mean Derek was great to work with as well. He sort of gets us as people, and he gets what we were trying to do. We had a lot of questions, and he sort of sat down and we, as we were writing and we were we were you know putting the song, and laying them down. He was you know he was involved in that process and just making sure that we we, we were getting out of it what we wanted to. And so he was he was tremendous to work with, and Murray was too back in the yeah, day. Yeah. But mm. but it was a really good experience working with Derek, and I think that speaks a lot to you know producing a good you know quality item at the end, right? Mm. Is that you working with people that you. are Respect and that you can get along with too. I think right?
1: too that like part of the reason why we wanted to do it, why we wanted to do an EP, at least from myself, is that like I've like I we have a ton of songs that I love, but we don't really have any recordings that I love. Like yeah. I, there's nothing that I really want to go and show hmm. like a friend or my children one day or whatever. Just being like this is like this is the pinnacle of what we were able to achieve in a studio setting. Um, and so I really wanted to have like a, a really great recording that we could stand behind, and I think that we definitely achieved that.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, when you make a record, you're, always, you're your own worst critic as well, too. So you listen to the things that you record, and you go, oh, man, I wish I'd I changed that, or I wish I'd captured that mm-hmm. little riff. And even with the short stuff, when we were touring it, you know, the, the music changed, and the songs changed, and the structure changed. So you found little things you did live mm-hmm. that you wish you captured on the record, and, yeah, you, yeah. and you didn't. And and these five on the CP, I mean, this is verbatim. This is the way they sound. This is the way that they've been rec- Find and we haven't changed them much as we're playing them like we so we're really you know really pleased with the way they came out i, did, I think
1: you like to touch on what you were saying earlier i think that like the time is definitely uh, a contributor to that like when i think back to how much time we spent in you know rehearsals and in writing for short controlled bursts versus how much time we devoted to the new stuff like between you and andy on your own the three of us together eventually with bri mm-hmm. like there was a lot of like it's easier to do with five songs than it is with Ten or twelve or whatever, oh, yeah, but, but yeah, I think that that's you know it's, I, don't, I haven't thought about it from, from that perspective, I think we definitely did spend way more time. Like cultivating these. So
0: when did you did you guys did the whole process start
2: really from from the beginning? The whole writing concept process. Oh, certainly a year prior to us even hitting the studio. I mean, it kind of started over beers at my place, you know. (laughs) Doesn't everything? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like like any good thing, right? So (laughs) Andy rolls by mine. I'm like, I I got a couple riffs I'd like to show you. And we we sat on my front porch and smoked some cigarettes. And you know, I showed him some riffs, and he's like, man, that shit is hot, man. Let's let's see if we can't you know we can make some songs out of this. And then again, to Ian's point as as the rest of the band starts to get involved in that process it just you know it turned into something that was very natural to us and and it, it really came quite quite quickly without yeah, us think, having to force it right I think, well, was, I think going back
1: good. going back even further than that like when when we played our we played a couple shows in 2012 uh, we did a big show in Guelph with uh monine and gray oh, and yeah, belvedere yeah. and uh did a couple shows around that just to sort of uh you know make the most of our time together and after that we sort of said like if we're going to do this again if we're going to play again we really want to try and have new music to do that with and then 2014 rolled around and we had an opportunity to play at uh burley calling festival in burlington and so we we're planning ahead for that you know that was in in december and i think around end of august beginning of september we we sort of congregated in, in oakville and talked about what we we're going to do for the for the shows and started thinking about writing and that was sort of the moment where we're like okay i think an ep is what we want to do that's 2014 um so we play the shows have all the best intentions to get this done we made i think if you go back and check the like social media posts we sort of said like we're going to do an ep we are not going to commit to when it's coming out <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but we want to do an ep <laughs> and then uh, yeah i think like time sort of goes by i think the. One thing I've said before, I I believe, is that um, Darren moving uh, into Milton, you know, he moved really close to Andy. And that's sort of the closest you guys have been proximity-wise in a long time. And that really, you know, at least give them opportunity to be together more often. and then yeah. One, yeah. well, Andy and
2: I don't from. never need an excuse to get together and drink beers, right? <laughs> and so this was just another excuse to get together and drink beers, basically. Yeah. You guys sound like my kind of band
3: here, like this
0: whole getting together and drinking. This this is exactly how this podcast started anyways, just yeah. me and Jason drinking. So yeah. we thought it'd be fun. Uh, no, that's awesome. And I, I wanted to go back to one thing that you you mentioned earlier, like this um, – the the idea that you wanted to really sit and, and um, refine what you were going after and work with the right people to to, be going, um, uh, to capture what you were going after. And uh, I'm wondering, did you have something specific in mind? Was there some, some kind of inspiration you know, after a 10-year span, or roughly 10 years at that point, to, that said, you know what, this is, this is what we're looking to, to capture here?
1: All I really wanted to do was be as good or better than we were before how we went about achieving that. I like musically, I left that up to those guys, (laughs) but like, I think that we all sort of agreed that like, you know, if we're going to do this, like we need to be like, it needs to compete with what's going on today. It needs to
2: compete with what we've done before. And like, at least from a, like, uh, like a mental place that's where that's how I came at it yeah and we sort of wanted to take some of the things we didn't like about the records that we've done in the past and sort of our our you know our approach to songwriting and and change that into into uh, you know like I mentioned before a more a more concise way to put the song together so get rid of the long droning parts get rid of you know that sort of musical jerk off <laughs> shit that we used to do when we you know, with odd time signatures. still capture that feeling but but do it a little a little a little better you know what I mean in, in, in maybe true short controlled bursts version yeah. you know <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you want to look at it that way.
0: Well, you talk about being concise, and that's one of the first things that I noticed checking out the back catalog versus versus a tax-sustained decay was mostly the even the song titles that going from what what could almost be like comical song titles like uh oh, the majors all, they were all the, inside the Lee jokes. majors one just fucking me. <laughs> yeah to they were all jokes that they we were had. All, yeah.
1: basically we, when, like we would somehow we like when we were writing songs there there's always inside jokes going on with this band <laughs> and it would just we would just attach you know whatever inside joke happened to be you know of the moment yeah. to, to that particular song so they're a bit of, there's sort of time capsules in that way which i like but when it came to the new stuff, like like Darren was saying with the being concise, I just like I wanted to like in the maturity thing that you were talking about earlier i just like I just wanted it to be like simple to the point, and like, the, like there, some people have picked up on that, and there was like that's it was it was it was intentional, you know,
2: and these five songs had. Funny caption song titles originally as well too when we started this out and, and to your point, you know at the end of it all we thought you know better be a little more mature about it <laughs> <You know? laughs> more mature. So that's that, that, that's your influence there. Yeah, guess, you, bring the you bring that to the table. He
0: bring that to the table.
4: Well, uh, I am uh, I'm very green to you guys right now, so uh, you know I'm actually very excited to listen tonight and to see what's going on. Uh, but uh, to be, uh, I guess, to, to fill in on the the great interviewer-ship that uh, Corey's doing. (laughs) Sure. Uh, All right, let's let's call it that. Let's call it that. Uh, I would say, I I would like to know, actually, you know, originally, how did it all start? How did you guys get together? I know this is going to be over 10 years ago. Let's go way back. Way back. And uh, how did it start? Where you guys come from? You guys, you know, hailing out of you know, whatever suburb or, or borough and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, how would you guys get together? Yeah.
2: With guys? I think Ian understands that. I mean, I'm a filling guy essentially I <laughs> just kind of hung around for 15 more years, but maybe Ian can start that story. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's funny cause the origins, like, I feel like everybody sort of has a bit of a different version of the origin story, yeah. but, um, and Bry told a, a version of this when we were on another, uh, another podcast, um, back in January. But, uh, basically Ray and Gordy um, were our original guitar players, and they decided to start this. You know, they wanted to start a pop punk band. I think they wanted it to sound somewhere in between Lifetime and Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah, you know, c- came out of the, like the Southern Ontario punk rock and hardcore scene. It was a really vibrant scene at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy and Bry were playing in a band called Jerk Circus together with Shane Told, who's a singer of Silverstein. Okay. Um, you know, that's like, a, it was like a high school band. We used to all go and see them play. They would play their own stuff. They would play no effects and lag wagon covers. It's yeah, just yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. The, um, way, the way every punk band is. Yeah, sports, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. But they did it really, really well. And uh, it, so I guess in the end, they sort of recruited Andy and uh, and Bri- Ray and Gordy. Um, recruited uh, Andy and Bry, and then they sort of looped me into it. And our first tour was booked before we had any songs written. Uh, like it was really important for those guys to for pressure. The, yeah. So we're seventeen <laughs> years old. Uh, like I was the youngest one in the Actually, Andy's a little younger than me. Uh, Andy and I are seventeen. Bry's eighteen. Uh, Ray and Gordy a little older. And we, we're touring Canada. You know, for the first time in August of like two thousand uh we got home from our first tour brian and i walked into our grade 12 family class on the fourth day of school we had missed three days of school we were for, like, t- for the we're, purpose we're, of touring yeah, yeah, yeah we're like, we're like D- do we go to school like we're like it's the last period of the day like we should just skip it and we're like no, no no we need to walk in like the fucking men because we just got home from tour and make sure everybody knows it and so we went and did it yeah so we so i mean that's sort of where it started it started like it was it, it was basements it was it was like Legion Halls, it was, it was those kinds of things, and um, you know, came out of the 905 scene in in Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington. Um, and uh, so, I think Gordy left the band in, uh, I guess, sort of like spring of 2002 or so. Um, I was at school at the time. Andy and Bry, I think, were at school in London as well. Um, Ray was still in the band, and Ray and and uh, and Darren used to play in a band called Racer together. And I, you can sort of talk, say how you sort of got yeah. So it. that's
2: kind of like you know, to sort of capture that point where. You know, Ray and I played together in, in a ska band, you know, all through high school, and, you know, changed into the, you know, a, a fast punk rock band that sort of went on to become the Full Blast Without Me. I'd lived out west for a little while, moved to Vancouver, and around the 2002, I remember, you know, Ray showing up at my at my mom's house and living with my folks, shows up at my side door, and he's like, so, you know, what, are you, what are you doing with yourself? these nice. days?" <laughs> Nothing. He's like, you still got a guitar? And I was like, yeah, I got a guitar. I <laughs> dabble. You'd started DJing at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, <so> this, <laughs> this time you're I'm sp- yeah, I was spinning records, and so I was I was doing that stuff. And he says, well, why don't you come? I got a, I got a couple friends of mine, and he, he sort of mentioned Ian and, and and Andy and Brian. He says, man, you're gonna really like these guys. Why don't you come to a rehearsal? And he gave me a, t- a tape. He gave me the Movie Kisses oh, EP man. tape, which you guys yeah. had done way back. In when, you when you say it, like I'm our first tape, record, like, is, is, like a real tape. Well, a real tape, tape, yeah, a when you said
1: that our first record was 2004, that's the first one that like came out on CD and like actually had our name on it and shit. Before that, we had. A, a movie kisses tape from 2000 that we that we used to go on tour, <laughs> and then we had a, a record called Punk Technology, which was ten songs. Um, that we, we like they're all CDRs We just slit the top of three and a half inch floppy disks and like manually put them in For the CD and videos. sold those. Yeah, sold <laughs> those off stage. So that's not available online anywhere. It's just like if you happen to have been at a show, you and fucking left bridge in two thousand one. You yeah. might have got one. Yeah. So um, he
2: comes up and he gives me the stuff and he says, well, you know, why don't you learn songs we play in D? And I was like, okay. So you know I I learned some songs. Came to practice. And that's that's all of our songs by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well now you know, now, well, now we play in C. Oh, we secret. secret. Yeah. 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 We've we've actually tuned ourselves down even further now because we're older and you know and uh, songs i've got that much heavier but so he gives me the tape i learn the songs i come to practice and i just sort of hit it off with these guys right away and you know um i i guess i've been here ever since and that's sort yeah. of you know you could probably talk about the, the next few years but that was sort of my initial inauguration in the band i think yeah
1: so i mean that was so then we so the darren joins and we, we we continue to tour and then uh 2000 and f- end of 2003 we start recording um uh, Contagious movement theory in London with this guy named Rainer Weichmann. Um, and that was sort of a, a, a collection of like some of our older songs re-recorded, um, and it, it, as, as well as some some newer ones. Um, we had no label to put it out, so that's when we sort of decided that we were going to start our own record label, which is Black Box, which became the label that I yeah, run now. are now with, running with my buddy Jason, and that sort of continued on, and um, so we did that, and then uh, you know i guess maybe a couple months after that came out that came out in march of 2004 um ray left and uh we sort of went at it as a like it was a bit of a revolving door after that to be honest mm-hmm. like our buddy ian blackwood played for with us for a little while he uh uh he used to play in uh in, in jersey and uh in the artist's life Annie flag yeah. yeah yeah and there mm-hmm. was um so ian played with us for a little bit. Um, and eventually we sort of settled with uh with our friend Ryan Pod we call him Pud. And he uh he joined like I remember the first show he played with us. We were playing in London, we were opening for Alexis on fire at the drink. And uh he had sort of like learned on his own. I don't even know if we had a jam with him. I think no, he just I literally showed up and just picked it up. No, no, you yeah. just they were like like listen to the record, the guitar you're playing is in this is in the left ear, like figure it out. He showed up and we played that show and he was he was in and so we uh we did that and and eventually recorded um Short control burst with him, and uh, and toured for a little bit, and then he decided that he uh, he's from Edmonton. And he sort of the commute was a little bit too much for him, mm. so he went back home, and uh, we were back down to sort of a four piece, and then eventually I think that was sort of the catalyst for uh, for things sort of coming to a bit of a halt in two thousand and six. Oh yeah, it was when he it's, he, it's he left. It. We continued to do a little bit of touring, and then ultimately Andy, our drummer. Um, he uh he quit and went to go join boys night out and that was sort of the that was the unceremonious end for a little while
2: yeah that's the basic synopsis of our of our career so yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: man well you guys been through a lot in um i guess a relatively short split amount of time mm-hmm. yeah so- i mean back
1: in the, like from two thousand to two thousand and six it sort of felt like uh like it was it was a bit of a whirlwind you know like it's a, it's a pretty formative time for me in my life and um it was it's sort of crazy to think about all the people that sort of came and went and mm-hmm. um, the people that stayed and the, the stuff we were able to do together.
0: Yeah, and for you, obviously you saw the evolution of what, ended up being your the record label that you run today right yeah. black box records with uh, and, and and you guys represent some artists from every genre yeah. imaginable like some uh, some guys like uh, glorious sons shad classified like yep. some big names as well so uh, is that reflective of the band's musical tastes or more your musical uh,
1: tastes? i mean i think if we're all being honest the, the like the, the the goal with the label from the start was that everybody in the band was going to be involved and it became very obvious very quickly that nobody else had any interest in doing it. It became <laughs> your <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> so it became, uh, so Jason, uh, Jason, he's uh, not yeah. wrong. <laughs> so our, 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 the guy that was managing us at the time, Jason and I, uh, started it together and we continue to work together today on it. And da- th- so I think that the, the this, the, what we do with black box is a reflection of his and my sort of musical tastes and wanting our or eclectic musical tastes, right. but I think For it sure. does reflect the band. I mean, the, the more like I went back and I was making a Spotify playlist of songs we still to listen to in the van and um, it was pretty, pretty fucking eclectic. Like we, it wasn't like we just sat there listening to NoFX the whole time. There was like, yeah. it was all kinds of stuff. Hip hop. Like I, I, I think that my eclecticness of my my interest in music is probably driv- driven by my relationship. Whoops. no, sorry, no my, my relationship with these guys. You know, like I think that you know they introduced me to some of the hip hop that I love, and they've introduced me to some of the you know the the, the, the dub and like the you know. Metal and like like stuff that I wasn't necessarily listening to on my own, and yeah. sort of like it happens in the van. Mm-hmm. Stuff
0: you would never think that punk rockers would just be uh, yeah, you know, be into right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I guess maybe that, and and I mean, you guys can speak more to that, but y- you definitely get a flavor of progressive. Uh, a progressive flavor from your music so uh, I would assume that that comes from multiple influences and having uh, yeah I mean
1: I think uh, that that like that's probably like you can sort of trace the musical DNA of what we do to like a f- to to some pretty specific things I don't think there's any like a hip-hop or a you know electronic influence what we do but you can sort of trace it to like Andy's love for soil work, or Andy or mm. Darren's love for Shai Halud, mm. or mm. like there's there's elements of there. Like okay, you can sort of see those those lines, but That's I think where that he picked it up, kind yeah, of, yeah. But or, I think it's different than like you know I I don't think that there's any like it's I think that like without sort of sounding too arrogant about it, I think that what we do is very is pretty unique. And, and I think that that's because we draw a bunch of different influences into this sort of melodic punk thing that we do. And that's, um, I, don't, I think that that's, that's, that's the amalgamation of all those different sort of musical interests.
0: No, it's, uh, it's very interesting music to listen to because, and, and just from my personal taste, when I, when I listen, like I love the fast stuff as well, I love the, the big anthemic choruses, but I'm also a big fan of bands like uh, Puli. Uh, got the uh, a lot of ranting and very uh like fast vocals and listening especially to your your newest T P hearing th- both of those elements yeah in there uh it's uh, I don't know it's very pleasing to me anyways so, Good. yeah, yeah
1: that's great. I, I, I can speak to say.
2: the we, we hadn't even heard the vocals I remember Andy and I had written the songs and we had recorded the stuff and I hadn't even heard a lot of what Ian was gonna you know put on the table when when, when and I remember getting the first bounces from the from the record and just being like oh, Holy shit! You, you know what I mean? Like, like pleasantly surprised. Awesome, I'm, pl- right? I'm pleasantly surprised with <laughs> the things that you know my vocalist is putting on the table. I, you know, very, it was unexpected where we went with it. With uh, at least on the on the vocal side of of these songs, very, very impressed with 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 where it came at the end. And it's 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 funny that it ended up that way. We didn't have very, you know, we just like Ian, do your thing, man. You know, and and Ian did his thing. So, so you were saying that you uh, that
0: um, you and another member write. The majority of the music. Do you also write the lyrics or do you you write the lyrics that you sing? Pretty much all me. Yeah? for
1: for For the last couple records, I think. Early in, early on, uh, there was more influence from, from Ray and Gordy, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but as we sort of amalgamated into this or, or evolved into this sort of four-piece that we've been, you know, the consistent four-piece, um, that's sort of been left to me. So it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think everybody in the band does their own thing. And so I bring what I bring to the table and Andy brings what he brings to the table. And likewise with Ian and, and Brian, we don't, we don't have, I don't think we've ever told Ian or Brian what to do with their instruments mm. and, and vice versa. Short of little parts of I here would think we something we could improve yeah. or here is something, a little part we'd like to change. You know, short of that stuff, everybody's been kind of on this record, especially has been given kind of free reign creativity. Yeah. You know, to, to kind of do their thing, and that that was a nice experience as well. Well, that's awesome, guys, and uh, it's it's actually
0: a really amazing uh, EP to listen to. So anybody who hasn't checked it out yet, uh, check out at- Attack, Sustain, Decay. I know you guys got a hard out. You guys are probably expected uh, downstairs. Yeah, we can hear them checking, so it's time sound check, sound that's, right? time sound check. <laughs> that's probably a good time. Well, I'd like to thank you guys a lot for being on the podcast. Really appreciate your Thanks time. Thanks for having us. And uh, we got uh, a little gift for you guys. If uh, I don't know if you guys are largest, mediums, whatever... Uh, uh, yeah, medium, I think. Yeah, I mean. used to be yeah. a medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all been a medium at one point? So we've got some teas for you guys that before you go, and we'll give you guys that before you take off. All right, so thanks, thanks again, A, thanks for being on. Uh, if you guys it. are ever back in uh, in Timmins, I'd uh, love to have you guys along again. Uh, love the discussion. great. Cheers, Mouson. Awesome. Thanks so much.
2: Sunday, all through the week, we've been so
0: Hello, everybody, and we are back with some more beer and bullshit. Uh, we're hanging out with our friend, Mr. Andrew Audio from TimminsToday.com. How are you doing today?
3: Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? Friday, it's, uh, the springs seems to be sprung Slowly in Timmins. Slowly nice coming along. And now <laughs> the slop season. God. Oh, yes, Ugh. yes,
0: yes. So we just wrapped up a awesome interview yep. with, uh, with Andrew here. I said and, a lot. Uh, I said a lot. Yeah, see, Jay did talk a lot more than he does on the podcast. That's one of F <laughs> bombs. the main
4: criticisms
0: of our podcast. Jay doesn't talk
3: enough. Probably a few too many F-bombs, but you know, nah. it's not bad. Oh, but
0: come whatever. on. We're on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. And we got the little E beside we our do. podcast yeah. name, which but is we, like...
4: We uploaded it. It automatically gave us the E. Nice. on the first one it was after the first one was <laughs> uploaded we,
0: i think it's because we were talking about virtual porn
4: or virtual yeah. porn yeah is that what it, it was? was yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. so andrew you uh you're out here for um you know you you came to talk to us but have you been partaking in the uh, heart of gold Festival? yeah
3: i was here uh, last year and uh yeah they got a nice lineup again this year which is great to see and i think it's one of those little festivals that you know, it might not appeal to a lot of mainstream people, but it's a really important part of the community and I think Absolutely yeah. and to me undeniably for the last twenty years the best music scene in Timmins has been kind of the punk rock scene and yep. I've seen just dozens of great shows over the years.
0: Well I know Jay's dad's gonna take offense to that, but uh he's gonna be pretty pissed off <laughs> that you didn't say. We didn't that say it, yeah, we didn't was say anything for
3: Shaftman. May but run.
0: <laughs> May run. May run, man. Best bass player in town. Okay, best. Uh, okay, one of the, one of the best uh, memories I have from setting up at the Vic is we're uh, we're playing a show with Head Down and Head Down's doing sound check and they start playing and some guy gets up and yells out, "No, any shaft, man, me run." <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Say pause and everything, and <laughs> and I thought that was quite humorous. So it was a good time. But no, you're absolutely right with the the. The music scene being what it is in Timmins and the amount uh, of quality shows that, uh, you know, Chris, John have been able to put on, um, you know, the working class being... Just kind of the latest incarnation of it. You used to have shows at the Vic, have shows at Corner Pockets, which used to be this place, but also the GV Hotel, which hosted some yep. crazy fucking shows. And if you go even further and further back, then hosted some STDs as well. But some <laughs> STDs. A lot of smells. <laughs> that giant post that was <laughs> in a lot, it caused a lot of concussions. Oh, yeah. No, sorry so yeah no you're you're absolutely right in saying that the music the quality music scene that's been coming out of Timmins uh has has really kind of come to fruition with this whole heart of gold fest and uh you know we're we're excited to be podcasting here you got a chance to interview uh some some of the are you got a chance to hang out with the full or did you hang out with the full blaster or was No, it I uh,
3: talked to Ian uh, on the phone uh, he was actually in uh Burlington or Toronto yeah at the time, yeah okay and, uh, yeah that was like two three weeks ago i think but uh yeah he was a great great interview and uh yeah i'm excited to see those guys tonight
0: yeah absolutely no they they had just spent you know were gracious enough to spend 25 30 minutes with us and uh very very interesting guys so uh i'm i'm stoked to see their uh, I, like i said on the podcast i was late to the party on their on their music so i couldn't sit here and be a fanboy <laughs> Uh, I guess it's
3: good. I actually had some good questions for them. so I've probably picked up and taken a sip of my drink like 25 times. <laughs> about it. Are I'm you just nervous? nervous? No. You're nervous to being just, on the podcast? Um, you know, I, I'm reluctant to keep it in my hand the whole time. <laughs> well,
4: I do have some uh, some questions for you, but before I yeah. ask the question, Bring since uh, we are in the second uh, segment of this podcast, I am going to talk about uh, uh, not only tonight's beer.
3: Oh, what but are we this drinking tonight, sp- Jason? Uh, This
4: uh, event sponsor. Yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon, American-style premium lager. Pabst Blue Ribbon is brewed in the finest traditions of an American premium lager, dating back to 1844. Brewed with a combination of two and six-row malt barley, selected cereal, grains, and American and European hops. Pabst Blue Ribbon, Blue Ribbon is fermented with the proprietary lager yeast. Uh, it is the winner of the 2006 gold prize at the Great American Beer Festival for an American style lager. Uh, that's
3: made. Sounds up. fancy. <laughs> Sounds made up. Why is this not forty five
0: <laughs> bucks a bottle? <laughs> How can they afford to make this so cheap?
3: <laughs> no, this is. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's in a lot of movies. I'll tell you. <laughs> it you know, is. Uh, Blue, it is. Blue Velvet with uh, Dennis Hopper when he's trying to rough that guy up outside. <laughs> he says, "What's your kind of? What's your favorite kind of beer?" And the guy says Heineken, and he says, Heineken, fuck that shit, Pabst, Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Greatest line maybe in movie history. <laughs> also, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, just sipping the cans of PBR. PBR yeah. on his, PBR yeah. on his yeah. deck. Great. Great it was selected yeah.
4: as America's best beer in 1893. My goodness. So it's a uh, American tradition we're drinking here today.
0: Well, are we going to go through the trouble of rating it? I think that you might be a fail. Why even bother?
4: Why even bother, radiant
0: I should it's speak bathroom. to the noise, the background yes. noise that's going yes. on right now. See, we got to hang out with the Full Blast before they were going to sound check. So now that's exactly what they're doing right now. <laughs> so... Uh- we apologize to our friend Andy here that, uh, you
4: know, he, he gets the good quality interview sound. <laughs> sound check,
3: man. That's yeah. right. <laughs>
4: well, Andy, I want to ask you something. You, uh, with uh, Tim is Today, while wow, they are getting loud, uh, with Tim is Today, you are uh, one of the uh, reporters and one of the members of media who are at the, the local city council yes, uh, meetings oh. every Monday and Thursday and whenever else they meet. Uh, I guess, you know, we don't have to ask you what you think about you know what's going on, but I think uh, I'm more into knowing what's the the feel there, especially amongst the media members. Like you probably get a bit of a different a sense of what's happening, and you could probably sense the tension in there a lot more if there is any tension. So what's what's the feel in those places, especially when it gets a little uh, heated on uh, what that we see looks like it gets heated? Do you feel it there and
3: in amongst uh, the council members or the media? Bit of the both. Well, uh, currently right now there's only really three reporters that go to uh, all of the. Uh, meetings, as it currently stands, there's you know Len Gillis, myself, and uh, now Mackenzie Reed from The Moose, um, and others re- you know report on. Like Mark Perry from uh, one used to go a lot, but now he's got to uh, uh, now he's got to get up at 4 a.m. He's, he does the morning show. So, anyways, like they, uh, everyone kind of reports on it. But I mean, uh, we don't. I don't know, like. Uh, I personally like. I get get into back and forth with Len sometimes, and whatever, uh, just different perceptions of things, and, and people clarifying. But I mean, it's uh, it's quite a quite a theater, you know. Sometimes, I mean, other nights it's really runs smoothly, straightforward. Uh, some we, uh, one of the games that we always play, uh, and uh, we're very active on Twitter too. I mean, except Len, because. He doesn't want to, he doesn't know what Twitter is. Every time time someone says the word hashtag, uh, he says, Oh, you mean pound sign? And I say, No, (laughs) no, it's not. But, uh, no, no, anyways, uh, one of the little games we play is that, you know, you look at the agenda and then you guess when the meeting's going to end, you know, because we've had some that have gone, honestly, I've been there for four and a half hours sometimes. Uh, Other times it's like, just over an hour and you wonder why can't these be more balanced maybe yeah. like because you got some agendas that are just jammed and you know there's going to be at least a few hours just on one or two topics and you know uh, but yeah so we always guess uh, Nick Stewart from uh, the Chamber of Commerce really big on Twitter he live tweets the two and it's a lot of good stuff hashtag TimCC we actually got that trending um, a month or two ago it was literally a top 10 trending thing nice. on Twitter and we all couldn't <laughs> figure out why it was. it was really weird but yeah, no, uh, as far as the tension goes, yeah, like, some nights it's, uh, really, really palpable in there, and especially when we have, uh, a big, uh, audience, uh, there, I mean, because I think a lot of people like to know what's going on in the city and, and pay attention to it, but, I mean, I can tell you, honestly, that the, the council acts differently when there's a large group of people there, for better or worse, and it's actually kind of, it just brings a little more realism to it, you know, uh, Hearing the boos and hisses when someone <laughs> says something, or you know, uh, <laughs> it's those it's, who don't like Klingons. Uh, well, there was that. That yeah. was something oh else. Hey? Yeah. See, you were there to actually yeah. see this Kay. and
0: I, I liked your reporting of it. You actually like detailed how the guy was talking to his hands.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, I, I, this guy I, I I was laughed. mad. This guy was mad. Well, he was on a one train of thought, and then and then it quickly diverged into the to the Klingons, which to me was probably unrelated. He but. kinda had a, he kinda had a point at one point. Like at, at one, one point, point, he, he had a point.
0: You know, before he got too mad, he yeah. was talking about, you know, has anybody thought about this? Has anybody thought about that? And then he just kinda went on. And you know what? That that seems to be the problem with individuals who want to come to council with these these kind of recommendations yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. is they come to council and they can't stay on point or they, they're just mad about everything. The only way we can get shit done yeah. is by kind of compartmentalizing everything. If you just think that everybody sitting around that table is a moron and like we just need to get rid of all of them and get some new people in there, you're going to find real quick that the new people, you're going to be able to criticize
3: them just – Oh, yeah. Just as easy. Well, and the other thing is, is it's, I'm sure you must know, but I mean, uh, it's hard to get elected in the first yep. place. Oh, fuck um, yeah. You know, uh, and again, one of the things that often gets brought up at council that I personally don't really put all that much stock in regarding uh, various big issues is that, you know, when a council says, well, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that most people want this or most people don't th- want this. You know, it's, well you got to take that with a grain of salt because they might be speaking with their little their kind group. Of circle of yeah. yeah. their coffee shop. They who got talks yeah. to
0: counselors. Well,
3: I don't. Well, no. And and they got elected. So obviously they have supporters and yeah. obviously everyone on council has got, you know, people who love them, people who hate them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but when you only speak to your, I, I don't buy it that they're all going around to random people and people, you know what I mean? Like, so obviously the people who love you and support you and are your friends and, you know, yeah. uh, they're gonna, yeah, that's a good idea, you know. Uh, but, you know, the other night there was one of the council. I don't want to name names, but I mean, well, it was Veronica Farrell. She said she was speaking with people, and nine out of ten of them are for the pool. Which I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. I mean, I think people want a pool, but some of these price tags that are coming out now is pretty uh, eyebrow raising. Let's just say, and mm. uh, I don't know. So I mean, yeah, that's one thing I always say. Like, you know, they can all say that they're hearing this and hearing that, but.
4: Well, if you're just in your own, you know, you're in your own group, you know, it's a halo effect. Everyone, if, if everyone you're talking to has the same idea, the same thought process, or, or or you know, bias on one thing, group think, group think, you're going to think that's what it is. But really, it's uh it might be completely different as soon as you get out of that group, and uh, you know, it's easy to think, of. and or even some other people who you know on that group who might be, you know, more of the right wing or more conservative side of it, or uh, I guess detractors on council. Are uh, we outing counselor Dubo and no, I'm not, uh, Campbell? I didn't say anything. I didn't I'm not saying I'm outing them. That's a very <laughs> that's a very different term. Thank you very much. Uh, you know you should uh, be careful what you say. I should uh, I should watch what I'm saying. Yeah, right? so that's very I don't, know, I don't know why you think that's funny, but uh, <laughs> Okay. I would say uh you know even them, you know yeah they might have a couple coffee clubs they go to and they talk whatever but guess what? You you're gonna talk to old white dudes. Old white dudes are gonna complain about the same thing. That's that's what it is. Well, this is why we have our representative democracy, right? Yeah. This this idea that we're
0: going to be going to the citizens for everything, like we elect these people to make these decisions, right? And, so and I, and de- I think, democracy. And, and the thing, and, and and this is one thing that I I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the accountability that should be put on a lot of past councils because now a lot of this shit is coming due and these counselors uh, like this council is actually tackling this stuff yeah. and it's making them uh, at least online extremely unpopular but these are the hard decisions that needed to yep. be made yep. over the past years ago. 15 and yeah. 20 years and the fact that you know other councils, other other councils were fine, just kind of appeasing the public and like, oh, we won't raise your taxes, we won't raise your taxes, but it, 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 keep doing the old shave and pave and like,
3: well, uh, you're, ne- not you're not never going to please the fix the roads crew. Yep. No, no, I mean, well, the roads are going to be yeah. shit here. We, I, have. I mean, and I empathize with a lot of people, but I mean, honestly, there's a any time the city spends money on anything, there's always people fix the roads for fix the yeah. roads. You know, you could sink billions and billions of dollars into the roads here, and they would still crack in the winter because we have an extreme climate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're one of the few. uh,
0: That is probably one of the reasons why I love living here. Not because of the shitty roads, but the climate and the fact that we get to experience all four seasons. But with that comes some negativity. The the idea that you know we're going to have swings from like minus forty to plus thirty. Like and with that kind of swing
4: comes some pretty yeah.
3: It's tough on infrastructure.
4: Yeah, it's very hose very at the friggin' cement. And that's the thing and like you said, you know, other past counselors and there's past counselors who are online talking about, you know, like, oh, we gotta change the way government works or, or council works. Meanwhile, they were on council and they've been doing they were doing it for ten years. Uh, that shit never came up when they were on council yeah. so now that you're you know you somehow you have the high horse to say how things should work all right you do have an inside view but why was that not brought up or why was that not a change when you had the uh, the possibility to bring that change
3: well and the reality is also is that in a city even a city our size you have certain critical infrastructure that needs to be eventually updated replaced yep. etc and when that lands during your term on council, let's say it's only a four year term. Yep. Well, you know, now you're forever linked with that. But I mean the reality is the city needs to keep moving forward. You need to keep things going. Otherwise we have nothing and then the city turns to complete shit, right? So you- Yeah, and and I think like I I really wish that
0: the privatized everything crew would you know, like the idea of like running the city like a business I've we've we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Can't be done. Like the city's not, a business. It's not, it's not, a, not business. a business. it's not a business. There are, pro- there are probably segment. There are probably some services in the city that the city doesn't need to take. Doesn't yeah. need to be. Or
4: they can run them like a business. Doing them. those sections.
0: Yeah, yeah certain yeah. things. But there are certain certain parts of the city that that they can't be run like a business. This, the city of Timmins does not run with the um, expressed intent to make money, have and, a pro- and to, and to exactly, have profit, exactly profit to
4: give back to their whoever. They can do that, but. Guess what? There's going to be because bare, of that people are going to win the lose on that barebone
3: services. You'll have yeah. oh, nothing, you know. Yeah.
4: Like, and, yeah. or, and, or or you're going to focus on the stuff that makes you money because that's what that's what it is. So let's only focus on delivering water to people and only charge them as much as you can for water because they need it. That's how you run a, a business. Guess what? That's what they need. You charge well, as much as you can. You that what they're to pay for. What do you
0: what do you think they're doing in Michigan? Like, yeah. I, and I I can't for the life of me put my fucking finger on the name of this, this community it's not Flint but it's uh, oh, it's just outside of, of Detroit and um, technically everything's just outside of Detroit yeah, okay Michigan. fair enough but <laughs> East Lansing or something
3: <laughs> oh, but, yeah. it,
0: but it's a, it was actually a documentary called uh, The Waterfront yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it but it's it, this idea of what happens when the the city goes bankrupt and now they gotta start collecting on these water bills and they're turning people's waters, water off right and it's uh, I
3: that's what ends up happening in situations like that Yeah. no no people take certain things for granted of course oh fuck uh, you know uh, turning on a tap having clean water that's in a way a minor miracle in itself yeah you know like so I will say this there you know there isn't a big good public perception of uh, major projects because most of them in the last 20-30 years have been fucked up at various points yeah and uh I you don't know. I don't know. You why know what? That is, I feel like
0: I can provide some insight on that because I feel like there's, or at least what I think to be some insight, is this idea that all right, we're going to we're going to build this this wastewater plant. Just this. much too loud. Oh <laughs> it's much Lord. too loud. You know. <laughs> No, I didn't know this band was going oh, to be
3: sold. loud. This song right here, The Silent Song is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, that last song was fucking amazing by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, pretty
0: sure it's called Redemption, but I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, it's on their new album. But anyways, yeah. So give, you, give us your so insight So what I'm Mr. talking R-D. about my insight on on big projects like something like uh a wastewater plant or a water plant being built uh requires obvious. Project management, And there needs to be resources uh, put into place to have that proper project management uh, in place. Now, if the city is having a hard time attracting the proper professionals to do this, like we live in a limited labor market, right? Uh, we have to compete with – like the city, as far as engineering goes, and, and people who are professionals on that front have to compete with some employers – that can provide, uh, that can offer a lot more money, (laughs) you know, to be frank. Well, so, uh, I don't know.
3: There's also a very, uh, I guess you could say controversial policy that the city has where anytime a project needs to go out for bidding or tender, there is a policy to take the lowest bidder. Yeah. And whether or not that will save you money in the long run, I don't know. might not be it. Because, yeah.
0: yeah, but that's the policy when it comes to, to utilizing contractors. But, but I'm talking about actual employees. Like, how realistic is it to say we need to hire, like, we got to replace Luke Duval now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Luke Duval is going to. I want the best of the best. You, you want the absolute best, best person. Best. Because some of the. But no, but these projects. I require, want the best of the best. Yeah, you how want, much you going to cost me? Yeah, exactly. How much is it going to cost you? And. And Give me that's
3: going to require. Price. What do you think it would cost someone, someone with some municipal experience? For sure, experience fucking would, s- six also figures, right?
4: But with, with the best, you know, the, the, but the, also the best engineer possible. Yep. <laughs> what, what would you pay that guy? I don't know. What Whatever you, it uh, takes. What would you think? What, what if you definitely in the six? It depends. Figures. I mean, it, 150 grand, two hundred grand, sure. Well, I hey, want to pay less. No, no. Oh, it's so too
3: much. No, no. I want less. It will never be anything less than one fifty. Like, I mean, that's... Well, no. That's about, but oh, I mean... This is a city. It, we d- got to pay taxes. The, we want less. Yeah, no, no. But that's, if there's a, if he's got a track record... Uh, no, no. But I mean, if someone has like... Because that, that is... I will say this from covering council for multiple years now. Yeah. Uh, Duval's job was probably the toughest in the city because yeah. he's the most visible, takes mm-hmm. the most heat... Um, and has to take heat for things that may or may not necessarily be his fault. But because yeah. he's the head of that, he's not only the city's top engineer, but he's the head of public works. So that's almost two jobs yeah. Yeah, that yeah. are very tough. And, you know, he's got to come to council every week and usually gets grilled pretty good. And, uh, you know, it, it's a tough job. So whoever has it, whoever uh, the city hires, they're going to be in tough. Oh, yeah. and, you know, uh, I, you just hope that they they've got good ideas and you know and know how <laughs> to work. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my argument is that yeah.
4: people are going to want the best of the best,
3: yet they the don't want to pay for that.
4: They the So cheapest. guess what? If you want the best of the
3: best, just
4: like guess what? When Apple wants the best of the best for a CEO, they're going to pay that guy. Okay, maybe the best of the best they had also got paid nothing, but he owned most of the, a good chunk of the company. Uh, but when you want the best of the best, you're going to pay for it. That's yeah. what it is. And it's also an argument. You know, like you can make some arguments when it comes to some. Uh, uh, former provincial assets CEOs uh, who make millions of dollars a year. The argument is, do you want the best of the best? Because you're going to pay them, because if not, they will go to company X, Y, Z and make that much or more. So if you want to attract the best, you got to pay them. But... You, you know, sound like a it, capitalist, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I took and You wouldn't think a guy who took accounting in school is uh, a capitalist. <laughs> but that's the argument. And, you know, do you want that or do you want the good enough and pay what is uh, you know reasonable if you want to pay a reasonable price you're not going to get the best of the best that's, that's the way it is because guess what if you're going to want be the best of the best that guy's like Glencore making 230 grand right Yeah. Yep. that's how it is yeah I I don't know that I don't know that that number is... Like I'm just a number. Yeah, could no, could be no, making
3: but a million
0: bucks for all we know. We just know he's yeah. probably making more than what
3: he's making at City Hall. Well, right? well, nobody wants things that are top-heavy, right? So exactly. So you can even look in the media business. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, newspapers closing all across the country. You've got uh, Post Media, for example, who owns our local paper. Um, Paul Godfrey, everyone's favorite, uh, he got a raise, and they're slashing journalists yeah. all across the country. So... That really does not look good. Well, but, it's, it's
0: because everybody looks out for themselves. Oh, yeah. When it comes to their salary, like, it, you know, this guy might be doing a bang-up job, but in the end, he's going like, listen, I got to look out for myself. I got to look out for my And, our, and our shareholders. And That's this it. is, well, yeah, exactly.
4: That's like uh, We don't so care about the we news, do this. really. Just yeah. like how, you know, Jason Bosnow at Beer and Bullshit is making now six figures, <laughs> We are looking to get rid of Gordon McGee soon. We are considering it. Uh, he might have to still keep his equipment here, but yeah. we are looking to get rid of him because uh, the, the company of Beer and Bullshit has to make some hard decisions. It's true, yeah. I mean, we, it
0: we do have to satisfy our stakeholders, which is are probably pretty much just Jason.
4: So. Yeah. Oh, yep.
3: uh, Jesus. Got some other questions,
0: Jason? Some do I have
4: more questions? I always have Just questions. Being the media.
0: What? What's been your response, or what's been your like reaction to this phenomenon? Because this seems to be the phenomenon. A, a phenomenon no. Wait, is that an L? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> the phenomenon, phenomena, phenomena of the Timmons Taxpayers Association, because we've dr- uh, drawn the ire of oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> of I'm them so happy a about few it. times.
0: <laughs> Um, they, they're they not – I don't know that anyone from the Taxpayers Association is listening to us anymore. But um, if they are, I would like to know what you make as a media personality of this kind of new group that's grown out of nowhere.
3: Well, uh, you know, it's hard to tell exactly who is and who isn't a member of the Timmins Taxpayers Association. For one, because they won't – Disclose that information. Nor should they really have to, in my opinion. I, like I, you know, it's been asked at council a few times, um, and they've had various people speak for them, which can kind of, you know, cloud people's judgment because you know you might have uh, some people saying this and some people saying that, and you've got some people posting on their behalf that are saying some pretty extreme and yep. sometimes inc- incorrect, yep. honestly, straight up incorrect information, which. Yep. You, you probably shouldn't. So uh, w- w- my only kind of, I don't know, say advice, but I mean, they they kind of need to streamline who's commenting on their behalf and really think about what's hmm. going on because... Uh, you can tell when there's two different people commenting and posting on a thing. Oh, yeah. You can tell. Yeah. and Just got to
0: count the grammar errors.
3: Well, and and let's be honest. Well, and some people need to learn how to use punctuation and spacing. Yeah, and that too. I can honestly say that any text... of block of text this size, I will never read. That's just Don't no, read that. Me. But, uh, you know, I don't know who's actually the head of that. I mean, uh, certainly Logan McMeekin has, has presented accounts on their behalf, usually during uh, budget season every year. And she's made some very good points, and usually Mike Duty loses his, you know, <laughs> his uh, <laughs> ire at them um, mm-hmm. for various reasons, for criticizing the you know, operations of gold matters manners, yeah. uh, etc., but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the they the Timmons tax position is in a way it's a it's a positive thing. They are trying to ultimately keep the city hall responsible, which I think is good, very good. To are they, you, you, you can't just have blind faith in your elected officials. Yeah, that's to me. That's sorry. Yeah, uh, no, that's not on, really. I a, don't want to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off. Keep going. No, that's not really a a good thing because man, like every every politician says things and then they deliver on another right. But I mean. Yep. I don't know, I just kind of, I think it's a bit confusing as to who's, what their actual narratives are, what is their direction, because honestly, like, they have their core supporters, but I think they're having a hard time really getting more supporters mm-hmm. than their kind of core because yeah. of mixed messages that are maybe coming out from them, I, I don't know. But well, I, mean, I, I think you, you could call it mixed messages, or you can call it, I, I think
0: there's an obvious agenda. Like people ha- have have glommed on to this. Now in all of this there is a legitimate argument to be had and a legitimate point of view to be had. And I think the idea of politi- like political accountability for our politicians is super important. Very, very important. I think the problem is, is that exactly what you what you said, when you can have sure, have open membership. But open uh, ability to speak on your behalf—that's
3: a different story. Well, you have to pay to join the group, first of all. That's that's a fact. Too. Really? Yes. Yeah. Like I've looked on—I've looked payment? online.
0: No, but I've looked online and it says you can donate if you. Well, you like, can donate, but, but to
3: be a member, um, member a you there member, is there is a uh, there is a fee. Really. Well, see, unless that's, that's changed recently, but no, no, but you can't see. just be a member of the Timmins Taxpayers or just sure, because you just because you agree with them. You have to but they represent to the group. Yeah. I
0: don't know. See, that that's one thing that they they should probably change and we have talked about this yeah, before. That's why I'm just so This idea right. that they would they would change like uh, their name suggests that they represent taxpayers across the city when there's a whole bunch of, like obviously they don't represent
3: the majority of Voters. No, 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 because they have uh, They're a I believe, dissenting opinion. Well, I believe um, Ms. McMeekin said at one point during the budget discussion, it was about a little over 100-something official members. Yeah, so, that's. And she also, for the record, she did say that we don't claim to be um, speaking for everybody in Timmins, but it's a group of concerned citizens who are, you know, wanting the best interests of local taxpayers for what I'm sure they feel is very good reasons. And.
4: But, so, no. so you could say something, but when your mandate and your and your mission on your websites and whatever social media is that we're representing taxpayers and we're re- representing the, you know uh, lower the, the rate players and all that and lower tax well, well, well no, because of, a lot of people have not signed on to that idea. And, and you know what? And there's might be very reasonable ideas and very reasonable suggestions you might have that people do agree with, but. You know, There might be much different reasons why. Don't worry, Corey hits the mic all the time. Don't worry, about it. It's All right. Uh, so th- that's what I'm stumble around. I, I do like that's the issue I have, and you guys have both all, both mentioned on stuff that like I do have issues with, and I agree with. You know, you do want dissenting voice. You do want uh, someone to argue with them, but then you can't just you you can't be you can't just. Uh, peg yourself as the saviors of of the municipality and representing the municipality and people themselves when you're not we have voted representatives
3: well well, and hey if there's I know there are some very staunch members of that group and whatever take it as a grain of salt but I would honestly say get on council yeah yeah that is the most effective way because ultimately those eight people plus the mayor they have all of the voting power to really make Make things happen. I do
0: that. have one question though. How does a group
3: that has a
0: hundred members get yeah. get a seat to sit at council like in a in a city that has fifty thousand population? No no no. But they sit there and they can they can fucking talk Berate. About, uh, yeah, berate council and talk to them as if they have zero authority. And they, meanwhile, they got a group. You know, you have one guy who's going to sit there and fucking yell, uh, fall in fucking Mike Doody's face. And he's got 99 people behind him yeah. when they got 50,000 behind, behind council. Or, or, or 3,600 people who voted for them. You know, right. okay. yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly no it, the guy won by the largest margin yeah
3: I personally don't know the exact reason why the Timmins taxpayers Association as it currently stands is always allowed to give input I mean although I will say this council is um, good at at allowing this, yeah, as long yeah. as you as long as you allow the uh, proper procedures you gotta I think mm-hmm. if you want to speak at a council meeting and anyone who's listening to this and who's thinking about that you should get in touch with the clerk's office um, Get on the agenda essentially, and then you yeah. can go up and you know make your point. Um, I will say this in amongst citizens, uh, presenting also amongst counselors, shorter the sweeter because <laughs> there is oftentimes I have honestly, like, I first of all, I have agreed with and disagreed with things that each and every counselor has said, yeah. So I'm really, really, I i don't want to say the word I, like I'm unbiased, but I mean, because they've all said things that make sense, all things that I think don't make sense, but. Um, There has been points where counselors have said a good point. They should have ended it there, shut their mic off, but then... Yeah. They go on, and then they get on. into and the reasons, and, and then it blurs. <laughs> it blurs the whole point they were they trying to talking make. about the fins again. Oh god! Well, but it, but it just right. blurs. The yeah. thing. say your point, turn your mic off, and lean back. Yeah. And, and actually, will you That's talk about the figurative mic drop right there. You talk there. about like uh, you know, like <laughs> really the last
4: is. TTA uh, presentation. We they were they were talking about you know some some good points. Uh, they they brought up their ideas of, of you know the golden banner, and then Nate. Uh, his name, I can't remember his name. Alex. Alex Shabansky. Yeah. He went right. He just went, and then he's like, "We're not here to fight." And then just starts yelling <laughs> at fight. duty. it starts yelling. And it's like duty, duty gets. Oh, he does. Gets, oh, he gets into it. That but he, he, oh, he that's, oh, that's, that's. But, but he's a counselor. He's but, an that's elected counselor, Probert right there. Yeah. But he is but an, an elected is, counselor. You're there to speak. You, you, you actually did a very decent job of presenting. Yep up until you decide to get confrontational. And mm-hmm. guess what happens? We get confrontational, people turn off, check out, and you know what? Well, this is not, no longer uh, a discussion. This is a, an argument, which, you know what, I don't want to be part of. And everyone yeah. just kind of slides back. I
0: Andre will. Gresla takes out his phone. Yeah. Everybody just, like, fucking ignores yeah. everyone. I, I'm there Twittering
3: the bejesus <laughs> out of that. Yeah. You know, uh, But, you know, I will say this. Counselor Duty has been on council for longer than anybody, yeah. uh, well, he was mayor, in fact, in the mid-70s at yeah. some point. Yeah. He is the only counselor I've ever seen yell at members of the audience <laughs> during a council meeting. I think that's I like that style. pretty inappropriate. I would agree with you. No. I, would, I would agree with you. It's it, It's inappropriate. It, well, and it's also, just the, the
0: guy, like, for some reason, has some kind of, like, Boss authority. Oh yeah, that like because the thing is though, what's crazy is he's the most popular of our of our counselors. Like maybe not from I the vocal look. people, yeah. but yeah, whoever yeah. votes. Well, absolutely, he, seniors vote. There you go. There you do there yeah. you go, my
3: friend. Yeah, um, yeah. He was actually telling me the other day he he wasn't on council, and then uh, ironically enough, the last time that we had to we replace a counselor, he was midterm. Yeah, 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 because uh had to leave for something and then they asked oh mike would you come in and finish this term and then and then he got reelected the next term so he served out the term so i mean now we've got ronica Farrell in who's coming in midterm uh she said some pretty bold things for a A rookie unelected counselor let's just say as well so we'll see how that plays out next election but i mean uh we'll see you know I think I can honestly say, though, uh, if I throw a little uh, tidbit out there, I think there will be a lot of spots up for grabs because <laughs> people are um, retiring. No. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, some have told me that they may or may not be running again, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, so I've heard of some of that too. Yeah. Which, well, Jason,
0: <laughs> yeah, get in there, get in, get in get there where well, you still got the signs. Good You're good. <sighs> anyway, you know
4: that was uh, uh, it was a super fun experience. Uh, I will, we'll decide if I, we do it again. <laughs>
3: And, Real? Uh, yeah, because Cord going to be, be right his for campaign air. manager, campaign
4: manager, right there. But no, it was a uh, Alan was Manchester. You're me the Mike the floor Pence. With me.
3: You're the Mike Pence to his Donald <laughs> Trump, right there. No, no, more my Sarah Palin. To my game. Sorry, uh, <laughs>
4: but yeah, no, uh, I don't know that was fun. But the, the, you know what? If you really want to make a go at it, and it might be different when there's less of a uh, a crowd, because when I did it, no, as you know, there was 14 oh. people. There was a fair amount of incumbents, uh, and and it made it a very. Uh, uh, very noisy uh, you know a, a, a crowd to, to get through and to cut through and uh, you know if you're not known and you think that you're going to walk in and just do whatever no you need something you need a gimmick uh, and, I, and I've and i said before I, I gave uh, McMeekin props uh, she did actually a good idea to go present before at council mm-hmm. then within days saying that she's starting a tax preparation, and a week after saying she's running for council it was just a good she kept her in the news and yeah. it was very smart yeah. if you don't have uh, a hook you're not and if
3: you're not willing to do grassroots stuff
4: you're not going to make it
3: well and you're the other thing do. is is that sorry real quickly is that you, uh again uh, a lot of people may or may not know this is you don't have to live in the ward you run mm-hmm. in. No. no which is kind of weird to me in some ways but uh he so, did strategically, so sure you that. can do it strategically. Yeah, you know what I'm just yeah. saying. You can uh, well, so yeah. Counselors get elected with a few hundred votes in Schumacher, yep. Let's Just yep. say that. Yeah, so
0: yeah. put it that way. You yep. know. Speaking of hooks, Jason's hook, giant
4: dong. Just so no, you know, everyone. It's uh, that's what I would create, <laughs> and it'd be right downtown. It'd be showing. <laughs> what is this? A sculpture? Or? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, a brass that's sculpture. His hook.
0: That's his hook. <laughs> that's his platform. Which I will be standing uh, on Oh god Anyways we've come up On the hour mark here Hanging out with Mr. Andrew Audio Thanks so much For joining us thanks, I think
3: uh,
0: now, now that the noise Has stopped yeah, We will stop yeah. Now podcasting. you can leave for- <laughs> I'm going to
1: finish My day no. finish. Yeah, right.
0: Th- Thanks a lot For uh, for hanging out with us uh, Cheers And uh, cheers. I think we might Come back with another segment yes. Unless I don't know i got to play music tonight somehow, We'll so do it 20 minutes All right, all right. On, boys Thanks a lot yeah. man. Cheers All right, Jason. We are back with some more beer and bullshit <laughs> here to wrap things up on our the beginning of our awesome night here at the Working Class for Heart of Gold Fest Day Four. What have you thought of our guests so far? We had the Full Blast and Andy Audio. Um, I'm pretty. I don't know. I think this is a pretty successful,
4: yeah, podcast. Pretty good show. Uh, I, uh, you know, like I said before, I, I don't. I didn't know much about the Full Blast guys. Uh, I'm very interested now to hear uh, hear stuff. So I'm excited to see them tonight, and then uh, you know it was awesome just to get Andy, and I was kind of just for the moment thing. Yeah, uh, we got rid of those uh, wasted ear guys. Yeah, you know. fuck those guys. Cancel no, no, that.
0: No. I'm 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 part of that band tonight. Yeah, Jason, I know you are. So yes.
4: I I gotta, I gotta go play bass with those guys. <laughs> so no, it was it was great. Uh, you know, and uh, I'll probably be another. He'll probably make another appearance one day soon enough. Uh, to be on the show, just uh, to get into the political stuff and uh, what he uh, he sees on his end on the media side. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was
0: really interesting. Who you knows? know,
4: having his perspective on that, it was uh, it, it was cool to hear
0: from a media perspective. I guess as objective as you can get, right? He's not agenda driven. He doesn't really, or he's not supposed to be agenda driven. I guess, right? But uh, I th- I thought his was
4: good. So, well, it was really really good. And uh, no, I think I look forward to. Uh uh, seeing more guests and more uh, different uh, type of stuff. We have a couple things in the in the works, uh, and there are a few people that uh, we've supposed to have on for a while now. We've uh, we've been uh, unable to connect a few times, but we will have them on. Uh, so if you do if you do hear this and we have spoken to you before, we are getting to you. <laughs> get we apologize. On the podcast. Yeah, just get over here Just get over it. Just, just show up.
0: Come drink some beer. Yeah, just show you know up. What? We're
4: gonna have some fun. But we're gonna have them on. And uh, no, I think we have a lot of uh, fun things in the works. Uh, like always, check us out on YouTube. Facebook, Facebook, iTunes, iTunes, whatever. SoundCloud, Sub- just all fucking that stuff. subscribe. Everything. The everything, subscribe, to every subscribe button. button, get to all of it. That's get, all you gotta do. Yeah, you know what? Do we subscribe on iTunes? If, if or you know Google YouTube. Play and, and YouTube. YouTube's a big one. Do YouTube. Uh, YouTube's fun if you want to watch a video. If you're just gonna be doing you know walking the dog and you want something to listen to, do the iTunes. Subscribe. It will download itself. You don't have to do anything about it. You set it to download while you're on in Wi-Fi. It will download for you. Just get it done. It's a great way to uh, get into it. It's uh, it's fun and uh, yeah, do it. Subscribe, YouTube, yeah. everything. Awesome and special thanks to the working class for hosting us here tonight.
0: We're always having a good time. Uh, you know, share. I guess sharing the spotlight with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love highlighting what these guys are doing. This is uh, it's it's really important that the word gets out that the music music scene in Timmins is strong and uh, just the culture scene in general in Timmins is strong. So uh, on that note, Jason, do you have any more tips for us? Like,
4: don't drink too much tonight.
0: Well, we're just getting geared up, right? Yeah.
4: So, uh, well, if I say don't drink too much tonight, I guess it's whoever night you guys hear <laughs> this podcast on <laughs> Thursday. Uh, you know, uh, but for me, uh, eat before you drink. Mm. Like I said that last time. Yeah, you get did. Get a full belly in you. And uh, don't mix. Yeah, it's yeah, good As point. I say, liquor before beer, you're,
0: you're in the clear. you in the clear. Does that work? Yeah. Beer before liquor.
4: mixing. But beer before liquor, you never been sicker.
0: Well, that's good. Cheers, guys. Have yourselves a great weekend, and uh,
3: we'll. See you.